Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. thing to say i fucked you so good you should pay me <laughs> well i mean maybe he like, was performing many a move i mean what would you have to be doing that you feel like you deserve to get paid after it well if he wasn't servicing himself it was just all about her maybe i don't know i just think it's a kind of a dick thing to say <laughs> drake said it before i know yeah <laughs> Is it is it him saying that to her though? Because the the line previous is said you want to have my babies. I fucked you so good you should pay me. Is it the girl saying that to him, or is it he saying that to the girl? Oh, no, no, it's the girl saying it to him. Like oh, no, no, girl I, I said, was taking... I said, oh no, sorry, it's the guy. It's the guy saying it. Sorry to the but girl. But funness is correct about the previous line. It could still be a continuation of the shit she would say to him. Yeah, because because he does say that first line says. Said you want to have my babies I yeah. fucked you so good You should pay me like, Yeah Like she's like a prostitute I fucked you so good You should pay me for what I just did No no He's saying <laughs> to her Well we can't <laughs> confirm He's, he's basically she, Okay this is the story Of a guy who got cheated on Right Okay And so he's like You cheated on me You said you wanted To have my babies I fucked you so good You should pay me And now this is the way You repay me Like <laughs> Yeah, it's just this him. is the payment. Is you cheated like, on me? The guy's like, you cheated on me. I was fucking you so good. It, w- it should have cost you cash dollars. <laughs> which I, right. I don't know a scenario in which like any couple where it's unless someone would really have to be doing something I didn't want to do. Tongue and ass or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bundes, for the example. I mean, I don't know if we needed to break it down yeah. specifically. Uh, yeah, okay, let's break it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, anyway, that's a fun new song from the weekend in Post Malone. Mm. One right now to kick off this podcast. Tucker I, and Mora. I got a couch situation. Yeah. Guys, I'm on the verge of getting the nicest couch ever gifted to me. Don't do it. It'll just stress you out. You got two messy people you live with. You got a cat that's like awful. Yeah, two messy people and one cat that is has been pissing on my couch ever since the pandemic started, although he seems to have stopped that now. Knock on wood. Um, 
but you know, this is a leather couch. So I don't have leather right now. Leather seems perfect to me. You wipe that sucker down. It's pretty great when you have kids. We had a leather couch. Uh, we still do it in our basement. Uh, we'll probably want to get rid of it, but uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's wipeable. That's 100% a mm-hmm. great quality to have in a couch when mm-hmm. you have children or animals. The only thing is you got to remember that that leather, like if that crack isn't sewn mm-hmm. in the cushions mm-hmm. and you can reach your hand right in, mm-hmm. uh, that'll be fabric on the other side. So you got to get to the spill quick that it doesn't go beyond the leatherness, mm-hmm. like the butt cheeks of the leather. You know what I mean? Yeah, the I cheeks know. <laughs> and then you could get in and then there's like the whole other. Yeah, that's what's also inside. great about this couch is it's like all one piece. Trust me, I've thought about all the angles. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like covered. a one piecer one cushion along the bottom so the situation is is i i have like a microfiber couch which is the worst situation for stains and for that leaves like an imprint of your butt when you get up no matter what let alone like handprints and stuff and it's beige it's like a light beige off-white that's terrible when you have a cat and two people that are messy terrible yeah so I'm on the phone with my sister-in-law, who's a stager, and she always has tons and tons of furniture in her basement. And she's like, what do you need? I've got so much stuff. I'm like, well, you know, among a bunch of other things that I kind of rattled off, I'm like, you know what? I'm actually looking for like a whole new couch. I got to get rid of my couch. I'm done with it. When I look at it, it makes me depressed because all I see is all the stains. It's not inviting to sit on anymore, you know? So she's like, well, what kind of couch do you want? She's like, I do have a couch down here. Meanwhile, I know what couch they have down there. Yeah, so you start describing it perfectly. <laughs> like they a leather have, couch, it's all one piece. They, <laughs> yeah. I said, well, I'm looking for something leather. But I, I didn't think in a million years that this couch would be up for grabs because I think they got this couch right before they renovated their main floor and now it doesn't work with the vibe anymore. It is a restoration hardware leather couch. So those couches, if you don't know, are probably like $8,000. This would be a high-end couch like an art shop couch kind of thing. It would be yeah. the nicest couch you've ever seen. And <laughs> I mean, it's one of those couches that you're supposed to have for your whole life, I think. That's what you're committing to. It's like, I'm going to have this couch forever. Yeah. And very quickly, their design changed on their main floor and it doesn't really work for them anymore. So I'm like, oh my God, but you should sell it immediately when she's like, well, I do have a couch. I'm like, that beautiful couch you could sell, you know, make mm. some money off it. She's like, well... If, you need it. So she's like, let me run it by your brother. And I i haven't heard from her now in five days. So I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, Big brother Joe is saying, oh, hell, I'm not giving Maura my nice couch. You know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm dealing with this disgusting couch. And I kind of feel like I should just keep it for the next, at least until harvest is seven. Because she's going to keep destroying it. She's five now. She just doesn't get it, you know? Yeah, maybe even longer. What about your husband? How long is he uh, going to be a mess for? <laughs> how long is he in the picture for? <laughs> how, long, how long does he have eating ribs? And, uh, uh, oh, God, yeah. Long time. A long time. I don't know. I used to have the best couch, but it was uh, it had been passed down. It was originally my stepfather's. So he bought this when he was single before he met my mom. Holy. And then it became our uh, family room couch. Okay. And it was a sectional, five pieces plus an ottoman. Leather? No, fabric. Okay. And then 
after that, it eventually became my brother's couch at university. <laughs> it's so, cool how couches get passed down. They're like that piece. My my wife wanted to write a book about all the stories this couch could tell. <laughs> yeah, all yeah. the different, you know, like from a divorce to yeah, a oh marriage to another divorce. Oh, um, couch my has been through a lot. My brother had it at university. Then it ended up at my dad's place in storage for just a little bit. And then I took it over and I brought it to university. Mm-hmm. Then it became a couch that like my roommates and I used. People like probably had sex on that couch. Yes. My one roommate, Andy, used to serve grilled cheeses directly on the couch because he didn't want to wash a plate to have it to put on. <laughs> um, so that was the last stop for the couch. No. No? Then that couch went back into storage. <laughs> And then I worked out in Saskatchewan in radio, and then I came back to Ontario, and then that couch ended up in my apartment again. Shut up. Yeah, and then that was my couch when I met Deb. I was still using that couch. And then you had sex on the couch. Then we had sex on the couch, finally. (laughs) I was like the last one to have sex on that couch. Yeah, holy. So how old was it at this point? It must have been like 30 years old. Oh, my God. I mean, when my mom got married for the second time, I was five. Shut up! Yeah, and he had it before that. And then when we were done with the couch, (laughs) you'd think that would be the end of the line. Then my friends Dan and Nancy adopted that couch. We had a name for it. It was called the Brown because it was this brown sectional. So they took over the Brown and they had it for a number of years. By this point, the the elastics and stuff that held the that the cushion sat it on was top done. of. Oh my god, it was so done. But it was really it was a good couch to everybody involved. There you go. There's a couch that went the distance. And I actually think couches are something you don't really need to buy new because people move and the couch doesn't fit and you can get a pretty decent couch used on Kijiji or Facebook Marketplace. Honestly, people are getting rid of couches because they have to, and it just doesn't fit, and they don't want to pay for the storage. Yeah, the bed bugs thing's a bit scary, though. Used to be you could just go and buy a second-hand couch at uh, Goodwill or something, but now, you know, no one wants to take that risk unless it's going to be on your front porch and be an outdoor couch. I think people can, like, people who resell couches like Goodwill and stuff, they do know how to look for bed bugs. And you can learn how to look for bed bugs too on furniture, but maybe you wouldn't trust your judgment. But yeah, I'd still buy my the couch I have now is from Kijiji, and it's a high end couch that I got for five hundred dollars. You know, for the people who think we only talk about toilets, oh, yeah, uh, this is a nice departure <laughs> to move into other uh, household items. Bundes, did you buy your uh, captain's chair that you have in your condo, whatever your gaming chair slash uh, whatever it is you do in that chair? Yeah, is no. that was that bought new? Yeah, my all my stuff is brand new. I'm trying to think of like old couches that I that I've experienced, and the one that comes to mind is actually not a. It wasn't mine personally. It was the one in Metalworks Studio that I. Uh, that was in the con- the control room. Leather? When I was re- no, it was fabric. Mm. Oh, that's um, a bad boy. call. Oh boy. You know, so that's this is a recording studio in Toronto. Lots of bands recorded there. Our Lady Peace, I Mother Earth, yeah. all those people. Yeah. And uh, I, I got told a few stories. Like Guns and Roses came through there when they were mastering Use Your Illusion One in Metalworks, and there was some crazy shit that happened on that couch. Was it a cool looking couch? Like, was that why they kept it? Because it was super like vintage and unique. Or? It is definitely vintage. It's like this, like a turquoisey, dark turquoisey green kind of uh, color. Yeah, fabric, and it's just like the amount of drugs and sex <laughs> that happened on that couch, <laughs> like by these legendary people. And like we're sitting on it, and I'm 
kind of basking in the glory of it and <laughs> feeling uncomfortable about it at the same yeah. time. You know, just to think about all that. Well, and, like that would put a hotel bedspread to shame. Yeah, man. It's not like that thing gets ever clean. No. No, 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 no. It's hard to clean a couch. Yeah. yeah. But yet you still enjoyed sitting on it and just... Uh, soaking up. Soaking in literally and figuratively <laughs> yeah. the whole experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think, I think on that note, uh, I'm getting a little grossed out. <laughs> I got one coming over and one right now. Not right now. Oh, this is it. I, I'm on the wrong song now. Oh, How did that happen? Shit. It's okay. I'll recover. Wrong couch. Back to Posty and the weekend. One right now. The Daily Take Two is coming up next. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You know, there's been a ton of pressure for the creator of Squid Game to come up with a season two idea. Because I'll tell you something, <laughs> Squid Game was one and done. That was it. Guy who created Squid Game was like, this was not a series, guys. Like, oh. calm the F down. I know you all want to have like season six and seven and eight and have this go on forever. Mm-hmm. This was one and done. Mm-hmm. So now that it became like the most successful TV series on Netflix... I mean, who hasn't watched Squid Game now? Besides Bundus. Besides Bundus. Like, pretty much nobody. I'm surprised you haven't caved. We've we've told you you'll enjoy it. Just like, like just the watch first it. two, three episodes, I think you dig it. I think you dig it. But anyways, whatever. But anyways, it doesn't matter. Bundus doesn't like to be told what to do. And if you tell him to do something, it's very rare that he'll follow through. Mm-hmm. If if this guy refuses to make a second season, yeah. I will watch the first season. Whoa. Okay, well, I have the answer okay. for you, okay? Okay. You know, you think of other shows that were supposed to be one and done. Uh, 24 with Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, yeah? That was supposed to be one and done. And then it was a hit show, and everyone's like, hey, I like this, having a hit show thing. Let's keep it going. You mm-hmm. know what else was? Prison Break was supposed to be one and done. Mm-hmm. And they milked that sucker. There was nothing left in that udder, let me tell you, at the end of that TV series. <laughs> you wonder about shows like True Detective. 
True where Detective kind of is one and done, though. Yeah, because it's a completely different cast, completely yeah. different scenario. Yeah. So I, based on that. Okay. Do you think the creator has caved and decided to do? I season? think that they're going to throw so much money for a season two at at this team that they will not be able to say no. And so, Bundes, you would watch the show if, to quote The Dark Knight, you either die a hero or live a lo- long enough to see yourself become the villain. If if there's a second season, I'm not watching it. Oh, but yeah. if, if he sticks to his guns... And he's a hero. He's a hero. If he does a second season, he's season. the villain. Yeah. I see. Okay. Yeah. Well, the decision is in, and there will not be... Be okay. A time where Bundes will watch a show because oh. there's oh. gonna be a second yeah. season. Yeah. 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 Of course, they're course. gonna throw so much money at this guy. This they're guy. gonna throw the millions and millions of dollars, and then they'll get the best writing team oh together. My God. The creator—it's not like he's already Spielberg. He wants to be Spielberg. <laughs> That's right. You know, it'd be like Spielberg quitting after ET. No, no you no, gotta no. get a few others in there. Yes, gotta be rolling in those fat stacks before mm. you start pulling all that artistic integrity. I would have really respected him for for just sticking to his guns. If like that was his his creative vision to make one tight knit yeah. story, and that, that was it. But no, he succumbed to the money. He's now the villain. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Multi-millionaire, I'm yeah. sure, now Can't moving forward. Probably just you- bought himself a Porsche SUV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! With that signing bonus for season two. Oh, yeah. It's all excited about it. Some shows, though, I find like the magic can be gone. You know, Squid Game was one of those things. I think like Tiger King, this idea of a season two is ridiculous. Ridiculous. I, you know, even Ted Lasso, which was one of the, like the greatest joys discovering that show and just following in love with it season two the magic was a little bit gone you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wasn't as good as season one or i'm not quite done season two yet but that's what i'm finding it's yep. like trying to recreate that magic can be very difficult in some situations who cares it's called a payday it's called a payday right you don't think i'm not gonna cash in on that if somebody comes along and says robocop 2 baby yeah Woo, we're gonna give you a million dollars and a porsche SUV. Yeah. <laughs> the, the difference is in all these situations the first one was great tucker and mora what do you think tom hanks answered when he was asked your favorite three tom hanks movies and then he's like, well, I won't say that. I'll tell you the three that were the most fun to make. You know, I so, was originally thinking Castaway because you're on an island, but he lost so much weight for that movie. I yeah. mean, you think about fun, him and Big, where he got yeah. to like essentially be a child and play and jump on beds. And I mean, I imagine that that whole movie was a riot to film. Yeah. You know what was weird, though, in that movie, Big, was the sex scenes. Like, the sexy scenes with the woman who yeah, was I in think- love with him. And he's like, she knew eventually when he said, I'm a boy trapped in a man's body. <laughs> and they still were like... She was still Boyfriend, working, girlfriend. working yeah. on him. It's <laughs> totally creepy. I bet you today they make that movie differently. 
Probably. Like, it started with a sleepover where she was, you know, and had the top bunk and she he was in the bottom bunk, but I'm pretty sure they slept together. I don't in that think movie. no, I don't think, no, they, I did. think they did. I don't I'm think pretty they, sure they did. <laughs> I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure I'd be shocked if they did. I'm pretty sure they did. I don't think that happened. Please text if you've seen that movie. I remember recently. him jumping up and down on the bed yeah, and that she was, was like, What is this guy doing? That was the first night that he brought her home to his like awesome lofty apartment in New York City, but that relationship progressed. I'm pretty sure they slept together. I don't think so. Ah, okay. So, his favorite movies to make. Forrest Gump must have been amazing. Forrest Gump did not make the list. He did it, You're wrong on that one. It's gotta be Splash with Daryl Hannah falling in love with the mermaid. Come on. Splash! John Candy was in that? Hilarious Remember that movie? It all kind of seemed to be like how much fun he was having off the set okay. with his answers, okay? okay? So the first movie he brought up was League of Their Own. They got to play baseball all summer long. He got to bring his entire family with him. Aww. He lived in a house in the middle of cornfields. It was like a neat experience. Yeah. So. What about like the Da Vinci Code, getting to go to Europe and oh, seeing Oh, living all in the- Paris. Yes. You know what? There was one movie that he, uh, he says uh, that was set in Europe that he really enjoyed, but it's a movie I've never even seen called Cloud Atlas. You oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Cloud Atlas. Isn't, she, isn't your girl Charlize Theron in Cloud Atlas? I don't know. If she is, I'm going to watch it, though. <laughs> Uh, they got to be surrounded by history in Germany, and uh, he had his family with him, and they got to have some fun adventures there. What about Captain Phillips? Were they on a big yacht out in the middle of the ocean the whole time? He did not mention that one. The one that you brought up out of the gate was the other movie. Castaway? Castaway. Yeah. He said it allowed him to have all kinds of amazing adventures with his family in Fiji. Oh, they were in Fiji. Yeah, he said oh, they'd my get, God. They'd get, he'd get up every day in a Speedo and shirt. He'd have coffee. Then he'd swim out to a boat where uh, they'd head off to an island to shoot the movie for the day, whatever. And he'd swim come back. to a boat. Oh, my God. Yeah. So just getting to hang out in Fiji with your family for a while. So those are the top three for him. In terms Sounds of making them. better to be the family and be like, see you, Tom. We're <laughs> yeah. going to chill out here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> We got a text from Nicole. We've been talking about Tom Hanks, his role in Big. And you said, like, this day and age, that movie would never get made. Well, there would be a scene that would have to be different, which was the sex scene between Tom Hanks' character and the uh, woman who was the real adult. He was a 13-year-old boy trapped in a man's body. Right. Nicole just sent us a text, and she said they 100% slept together in that movie. Yes, And that is when the character that Tom Hanks was playing started changing into an adult and ignoring his best friend who was trying to find the Zoltar machine to change him back. Yeah. To a kid. Who wouldn't ignore their best friend? (laughs) They were a teenager having sex with a beautiful older woman. Um, I I, I actually just Googled, uh, did Tom Hanks' character have sex with the woman in Big? And sure enough, that confirmed it as well for me. Oh, God. But I'm actually, I was reading an interview with the woman. Her name is Elizabeth Perkins. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was uh, asked about it. She was promoting another show she was on, but they brought it up. And she said, you know, if you look at it in the movie, it was sort of used as a joke. But uh, she has definitely been called a pedophile. Oh, my God. And she gets it. 
And she says, the only thing I can say, it was a different time. It was the 80s. It was not viewed through that lens. And I get that it's being viewed through that lens now. It's the 80s. It's and, because everybody was on cocaine at the time. Yeah. Everyone's high. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a 13-year-old boy trapped in a man's body. And uh, they, they went all the way. Uh, you know who was originally cast in that movie? Robert De Niro was supposed to play the uh, <laughs> really Tom Hanks character. Robert De Niro? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That would not have worked. No, 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 no. He's too serious. You're talking to me? You want to have sex with me, a 13-year-old boy? Is this a joke? Is this funny to you? Yeah. When Robert De Niro was a 13-year-old boy... He was. <laughs> he still looked like a, a man. grown ass man, right? <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, I guess scheduling <laughs> conflicts prevented him from shooting the movie, which is how Tom Hanks got it. <laughs> yeah, they would definitely have to treat that scene a little differently today. Have you noticed that your craving for snacks and treats is through the roof right yes. now? Yes, me. I feel like it's my natural (laughs) internal clock saying it's time to put on a few extra pounds for the winter to keep you extra warm. I kind of feel like it has, it must have something to do with it. It's like an instinct thing. I don't know. It's out of our control. I was thinking more is going to go along the lines of like the sun is in Scorpio right now and our desires (laughs) where all things are heightened. (laughs) Oh, it's a full moon. You eat more on a full moon. Can you throw that one at us too? By the way, guys. I did a little homework on your theory that the world goes nuts on a full moon. That's garbage. Hey, it's by the 100% way, garbage by the way, it's not our theory. It's everyone's it's, theory. No, nah, it's just you, you've, you've come to your own conclusion with that. People, there's no reason why a full moon would have any other effect on people than when the, it's not when the moon is always closest to the earth. There's times where you don't see the moon very well and it's closer. Sometimes. It's, not, it's, it's just how it's lit. That's sometimes, the only difference with a full moon. Is, science can't explain everything. You talk to anyone who works in the uh, ER, you talk to anyone who works in childcare, they will tell you without a doubt that the full moon is affecting their workplace. There's no reason why it should. There's BBC no reason. article, the mood altering powder of the moon. There you Healthline. go. Healthline.com. Full moon effects. What research has discovered? Yeah, it's not true. What they've researched, you know what? Read the rest of it. They'll say research has discovered it has no effect. <laughs> okay, do you want to know about okay. snacking or not? Snacking. Snacking. So it's not obviously the moon. It can't be the sun in Scorpio. <laughs> I, I like that guess. I like that guess. I think I'm right. I think it's our. Uh, it it's the winter. It has to do with yeah. the clock change, okay? Uh, the fact that it's getting darker earlier. Almost 80% of us say our cravings for snacks have increased as the darkness comes on us earlier. Nine out of 10 of us snack uh, more so as we get closer to the winter between dinner and going to bed and the foods we are craving the most. Chips. Chocolate. Okay, chips came in at number three. Ice cream. Ice cream number one. Yeah. See, I yesterday I had chips, I had cookies, and I had <laughs> cookies like a, number two. <laughs> a, like a like a, one of those diet ice cream treats that's really like frozen yogurt on a stick. Yes. Oh God! But sometimes I'll have two of those because <laughs> they're diet. Yes, they're diet. It's only a hundred <laughs> something calories each. Popcorn and candy round out the top five. I yeah. am I am with you on that. I've been shoving stuff in my face, and normally my willpower over the last little while has been pretty good. So we. It's got to have something to do with that darkness coming on earlier. So just keep an eye on that. All right.
Yeah, no, no, you have no like solution to it. There's no solution. I mean, healthy snacks. If you can shove a handful of mixed nuts in your face yeah. instead of the ice cream. Popcorn's a good one if Popcorn. you if you make it yourself because then you're kind of in control with what's on it. So yes. that, I, I got to get back into a pop, popcorn regime. Popcorn I make it in a good. pot. It's great. Yeah. My yeah. friend uses like coconut oil. and You know, you can do it pretty healthy. It's Tucker and Mora. There's a lot of people who would agree that there's nothing more memorable than experiencing something for the first time. And while that may be true, how many of those first time things would be worth reliving or would you want to relive? And I was trying to think if there's even one thing I would want to relive as a first and I'm having a hard time finding really? one. Yeah, like, oh I mean, the, the obvious would be like, oh, I'd like to relive the first time I had sex. But, you know, personally, <laughs> I would not want to relive that. I had way better experiences later. Sure. That uh, I feel like most people did, but they don't want to fess up to that. Okay. Plus, weren't you stuck in the bathroom most of the night with the... Uh intestinal problems because you were nervous oh not the first time i had sex that was a, a hookup with somebody at university oh. where i had to get out of it because i was like bloated <laughs> nervous belly i got a test tomorrow you gotta leave <laughs> <laughs> and i just went and sat on the toilet yeah but i mean like yeah i wouldn't want to relive that first hookup with her no what are the first in your life that you'd really want to relive oh i know exactly what i would want to relive for the first time is it sexual though no okay it would be being on the set of RoboCop. No. <laughs> like no imagine way. imagine auditioning for 13 years and then finally getting a part in not just like a little rinky dinky production but like a huge Hollywood movie and then it's my first day on set and Michael Keaton is there and all of these huge actors. I would hate that. I would hate that. I, I, I was dying. Yeah, well, I, I was dying. You must have been so nervous. I was so nervous. Yeah, and included exactly. in that, they wired me up like for sound with a microphone. And I thought, oh, I'm going to have an easy first day because I got no lines. Well, they gave me lines that day. Sounds like a nightmare. I, I would not <laughs> want to relive that. Yeah, but the moment, the adrenaline, everything involved in that. And like the dream coming to real life in front of my eyes. But wasn't uh, it, was, it, it more was epic, fun? Wasn't epic. it more fun a week later when you'd built some confidence and you went in there and you felt like you knew what you were doing and you weren't like some jabroni who's <laughs> like, uh, could I, am I allowed to use the washroom? You know what I mean? <laughs> no, no, uh, no. I would go back to that moment uh, without a doubt. Okay, we got a text from Greg yeah. and we got a text from uh, Jen and they're yeah. both saying the same thing. Which is what? She says, as crazy as it sounds, I would love to relive having my first baby. It was a lot, but at the same time, it was amazing. And Greg says, I, I would love to see my daughter for the first time again. I'm with you on that one. Ah, see, no, that's not it. It's not a, t- a thing I want to relive. It <laughs> yeah. was visually traumatic for me. Yeah. The first baby I saw born. Second one, I pulled out myself. Still. Still, you don't want to see that? I don't. I did it. Been there. Don't need to relive it. You know, I, I had the experience. I wish I could relive it too, even though I totally ended up having a natural birth at home, which wasn't necessarily the plan. Sounds like a nightmare to relive. <laughs> Why would you want to relive that? Like, because... I'm, I'm literally drawing a blank here of things I would want to relive first that would be worth reliving. What about your wedding day? No, I wouldn't want to relive that because I would want to do it differently. Okay. Maybe you can give me some ideas. What would be like a first that you would want to relive? It's Tucker and Mora. What is a first 
some life first that's worth reliving. Rachel says, Tucker, what about the first time you realized that Deb was the one? That feeling of being in love. I, I don't know. Like, my best experiences with Deb were after that point. Mm. You know, because there's this, oh, I uh, wonder if she's going to, is anything going to happen with right, this? Is right. she going to like me back? Did you know, she like, like me back? I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, the first time we hooked up for real, it, I was, uh, I'm always a nervous mess my first time. Right? You know, I would, I would take experiences I had in the last year with Deb over experiences I had when we first met 20 years ago. Oh, that's a good sign. I would love to relive the first time I was at an airport, going on a plane for the first time, going on my first vacation oh, with like yeah. all my guy friends. And that was mm. later in life for you, wasn't it? Because your family, your, isn't yeah. your mom afraid of flying? Yeah, so. I was, what, 20, 21 when I went on my first plane. Oh my God, that's epic. Yeah, yeah. and uh, just that feeling of like excitement, the, the experience of being in an airport and like, oh my God, I get to go on a plane, I get to fly. Did you have a drink before you took off? Were uh, you hitting the bar? <laughs> no, it was early in the morning. Ah. Where'd you fly to? Like with the bro with the broskies? Uh, it was uh, the Caribbean. We went oh. down. All down inclusive? To- yeah. Seven oh days God. of Imagine partying. sitting next oh. to these guys on the plane. Oh my God. Wild <laughs> up, man. At the yeah. pool, every, oh. anywhere. First vacation ever. Yeah. This guy would have been a disaster. Yeah, I totally was. Yeah. I got hammered. Like the moment we landed, oh. I got hammered immediately and almost drowned in the pool because That's I was so drunk. <laughs> and you want to relive that? Yeah, man. Because it was just it was the feeling of fun. Like anything was possible. Like this moment has finally arrived in my life where I'm doing something on my own with my friends in a different part of the world. Like it was just exciting. I would love to go and watch The Dark Knight in the movie theaters again for the first time. The sheer excitement I had to see that movie. Mm. Where are the drugs? <laughs> like, it, it's that feeling that, that the anticipation uh. leading up to the moment that is so exciting. And then when that thing lives up to your expectation, oh. it, it seals it in your mind yes! forever. Yes, Nostalgia Bundes. wins! Preach! It's Tucker and Mora and... I must be the lamest person because I cannot think of one first experience I would want to relive again. I appreciated them. <laughs> they were very memorable mm. and it was exciting. But uh, chances are, if I could do it again, I'd do it better. We're asking you, like, what's the first that you would relive? What's it for you, Arlene? Oh, my gosh. I celebrated my 40th birthday on um, five years ago. And my dream, my dream was to go to Europe. I would relive going to Europe over and over again if I could, because I, it's hard to remember when you're 40s, man. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first trip to Europe. I was my honeymoon with my wife. Seriously? Uh, yeah, landed in Paris. How about that? Europe. First um, time in Paris. First time. Yeah. You know, you're in the cab coming from the airport, and you start seeing all those European buildings with all those long, right? tall, skinny yeah, yeah, windows yeah. and little right? uh, Juliet balconies yes. and stuff. But you know what? I, I feel like I, I'm better at traveling now. So I would rather go there for a second time than go there and relive my first experience. That's not a bad you know point because right. the first time right. you go anywhere, you have so much learning to do about where's the cool spots to go. You don't want to get stuck in the tourist traps. But that, that was one thing I've learned about traveling. One of my favorite things is just to get lost in the city walking. Just start walking yes. in a direction and start seeing, instead of being like, today we're going to go here and here. Yeah. I stumbled across Buckingham Palace. You know how cool that was just to be walking down <gasps> yeah. and being like, wait a second, this is starting to look like a queen lives up there you know like to me that was the exciting way to start seeing london england when i went there for the first time yeah. first time i went to the caribbean it was cancun 
I was scared crapless. Right. No ice in my drinks, please. No, like I was such a loser (laughs) and so afraid (laughs) to eat anything while I was there. That my second time in Mexico was way more fun than the first time because I loosened up by the end of the first week. Yeah, you learned how to travel a bit. Learning, yeah. Yeah. I just see it that way. Thank you for that. Anyway, so look, I enjoyed all those experiences, but I'm better the second time around every time. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Have a good day. I mean, I will say when you're on the plane and your first time going to the Caribbean and you start seeing that water as you oh, come down, you're like, that's God. pretty, that's just like the movies. It's just yeah, that like is the pretty movies. cool. Yeah. Milkman sent us a text. He said he would like to relive the first night he had his driver's license. He was out in the car with his yeah. buddy. Oh. That was epic cruising around. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. He said he actually, him and his buddy were driving around and they actually met a group of ladies and the night ended with them all going skinny Whoa. dipping. Cool. That's a good night. You remember your first uh, night in your car, Bundus? I mean, your first time driving your Corvette. Was that exciting? Or I know for me, when I get a new car, it's not as much fun at the beginning because I don't know how everything works yet. Uh, with the Corvette, I was super s- nervous of it. Driving, yeah. Driving it the first time. But with my my Honda, when I got my, my first car, I remember standing outside just talking to the car walking around it <laughs> all night long before like i got into it and drove it around mm. what I, oh my god i just stared at it for hours like and, and like i had this grin on my face that i could not wipe off oh oh man i would relive that moment yeah for sure. tucker amora I can't think of one thing I would want to relive. I can think of moments that were great to have experienced, but to go back and experience them the same way again, I don't know. There's nothing. 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 Over 70% of people have first they'd want to relive, whether it's the first job, first love, first kiss. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Can't think. I can't think of it. Patrick says, I'd want to relive the first time my kids scored a goal in hockey. It was such a proud Aww. dad moment. He said he was in the stands with tears. You know, Aww. that's pretty sweet. Do you, yeah. have, have your girl? Your girls must have scored the yeah, odd goal. Sure, that's pretty great. That's Seeing pretty your kid cute. do well at something. Christian wonders yeah. if Bundus wants to relive his first war zone victory. Oh, oh <laughs> Call of Duty! Call of Duty! <laughs> Come on. I, 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 I relive it all the time. I, I have the, the whole video of the game captured on, on video, and I, I rewatch it all the time. Shut no. Up. I relive it all the time. You screen video record it? Yeah, man. And every, you rewatch it. Every V we get, I have it on video. It's I love it. Oh I my God. love it. That is ridiculous. I love it. Loser. Loser. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I have a kind of a weird one. And I remember after I bought my condo, I, the first trip I went on when I, when I like, you know, left the country, gone from the condo for, for a significant amount of time. I remember coming home late that night uh, from the airport, going into my place and taking a shower and the smell and the feeling of like being in my shower in my home. Mm. It was like the first time it dawned on me that this was mine, like that I owned a piece of property. It was Mm. that moment, like coming back to my property from the first time after being away from it. Mm. I hear you. Once you're settled in, because yeah, there's no place that I'd want to spend 
spend my first night in again in uh, terms of homes because it's always a disaster. There's stuff Boxes everywhere. everywhere. I'm a kind of a clean freak OCD guy. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, once a place is set up, then I'm good. But that takes days or weeks or months even, depending yeah. on the scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, once you're set up and then you go away and you come back. It's like, oh my God, this is yeah. actually mine and I missed being here. Yeah. This is my the home. smell yeah. of home. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Uh, I feel that. Andrew, you got a first you want to relive? My first ever concert experience was one of my greatest memories. It was in uh, at Darien Lake. I went and seen Train in the Fray. Oh my God! Laura's <laughs> favorite Train. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, the Fray. What's the big Fray song? Uh, it's um, how to save, save a life. life. Yeah, that's the one. That's I the one. I thought you were gonna and, say something rocking. Uh, something you know? good. Something great. <laughs> <laughs> you lost more as soon as you said train. Yeah. Actually, I went with a girl I liked at the time, so that was kind of nah, makes sense. Now it makes sense. Than, uh, than just the concert itself. Right. There they are! It's the place. Smiles politely back at you. Playing Frankie says, don't you want to relive the first time you ever kissed somebody? Like a real smooch? Well, if you want to science, make grade out? six, pretty bad. Pretty no, no, bad. like full on make out. Oh, grade make six, out? come on. Yeah. First tongue in my mouth was my friend Julie, <laughs> and she felt bad for me. She was kind of teaching me how to kiss. Grade seven, <laughs> It was pretty gross. Well, too much tongue. Yeah, you know, it's like went right in there, like a reptile or something, trying to grab something from my throat. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, not, uh, good, yeah, not, not good, good not I good. I had the swollen lips, hey. remember? Like, I was yeah. all red in the face. Mine was worse, guys. It was my cousin. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, boy. That's a whole other thing. Don't relive that one. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't want to relive the first time they made out with a family member, right? <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Wasn't a first cousin, though, right? It was like a, was like a fourth. fourth cousin. Okay, it's not as bad. Tucker and Mora, man, that Paul Rudd, eh? I'm, just, I'm scrolling through pictures of the sexiest man alive by People Magazine, Paul Rudd, trying to figure out what the hell he's done to maintain his looks over the years. Did he have plastic surgery? He didn't have plastic surgery. <laughs> What's up Genetics. With it's just like, why does uh, J-Lo look so hot in her 50s? Oh, my God. Paul Rudd's 52. I mean, come on. He's just lucky. First of all, the experts say, no, it's not plastic surgery. This mm. is a guy that probably had a really good skincare routine his whole life. He just looks after his skin. Bundes, when did you start your skincare regime? <laughs> Not early enough, I don't think. No, no. Yeah, do, you, do you guys have a regime? I have like all different kinds of aftershaves or like skincare products. Do uh, you have a separate eye cream? I do have a separate eye cream. Okay, so you've oh, got a boy. full program. Do you want to know what my program is? <laughs> What's your program? I splash cold water on my face <laughs> in the morning. That's my program. <laughs> we just got a text from Wendy and she knows why Paul Rudd looks so youthful to this day. Oh yeah, why is that? Because he has a lot of joy in his life. 
joyful personality. Joy is the best makeup. He lives his life in the light. That is the truth. Sometimes I wish I could just be oblivious to everything and not care about anything. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta let it roll off your back. I I see people breaking rules, whether it's in my house or out on the streets, and it just it bugs me sometimes. I'll just Mm -hmm. be like, ah, I want people to just follow the rules. And then you look in the mirror, you got a new wrinkle. Yeah. But it's true. If that little stuff bothers you, it adds to stress. And then the stress adds to early aging, right? Oh, driving number one is like my biggest stress in life because if it wouldn't be a problem if everyone just followed the rules. Well, that's you know never I mean? going to be the case. I know. So but let why it go. Can it be? Because uh, you know? it's just the human nature. Every it, time I have to pass someone in a middle lane because they're just sitting in the left lane because of dee, 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 I like it better over here. It makes me crazy that they just don't know to move over. And you're just like, oh. That's why you have to let that stuff go. Yeah, you I know. know. Enjoy the drive. Life isn't about the destination. I'll give you an example. Uh, before I go on a road trip with my family, I get a tremendous amount of anxiety leading up to our departure time. You know, the car's never getting packed quick enough. My family's never moving quick enough. We're, mm-hmm. we're going to hit traffic. I just, mm-hmm. all these bad thoughts are going through my head. And sure, you could say, oh, just don't worry about it. It's about the journey. Who cares? Mm-hmm. But you can't tell that to someone who has anxiety. You can't just say, just calm down but and not if- worry about it because it's just there. Funness, <laughs> what can Tucker do to enjoy the vacation from the moment he gets home? Uh, there is this wonderful thing. It's called Xanax. It <laughs> right out and just about everything is fine. Oh, no, there's, there's times I wonder if I should be medicated. Seriously, like, yeah, my my uh, my anger sometimes can get to a point where it's like, I should be taking something for this. Take but. a chicken sandwich down your mouth, Okay. <laughs> With the extra habanero sauce. A junior chicken sandwich will solve my problems. Here, eat this. Chill out. Yeah. Well, interesting. Paul Rudd, maybe that is the secret to him looking so young is he just seems like such a chill, mild-tempered, even-tempered guy. Tucker Amora, what's going on, Michelle? I've just been listening to Tucker. That's me. Uh, okay, um, you sound different on the phone than you do on the radio. <laughs> what if I talk in my radio voice? Is that better? Um, anyway, I just wanted to recommend to you, there is a product available in most health food stores called Box Rescue Remedy. Box Rescue Me- Remedy. Remedy. All right, what are we talking here? What, what do we, we got in here? What does that do? It's a flower extract, and if you have any kind of anxiety, it just calms that anxiety right down. Really? So have you used this before? I've used it. I've given it to my grandkids. I've given it to students that worked for me. Wow. It comes in drops. It comes in little pastilles. It comes in... Uh, Gum you can chew. And do you take uh, it when you need it, or do you take it all the time so you don't? Just when you need it. When you when you feel that anxiety building up and, and you can't control it, you just pop one of those, and it just levels you right out. You know what I've always wanted, and it's probably terrible, but like you see people have, in movies, they have that like heart condition, and they get really stressed, and they open up that little tin, and they take one of those pills. I feel like I need those pills. You need the tin. You drive me crazy. Tell me crazy. Where's my little pill? <laughs> I don't know what it is. This but, is it. Yeah, maybe that's uh, it's the it's the, what you're talking about. Anyway, try that stuff. Okay, Thank thanks for you. the suggestion. Alrighty.
You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Old-timey movies. I think they're all set, you know, in the 50s and 40s. And then somebody would come to your aid and dump the whole pill container into your mouth. Right? In the movies, they're like, ah. We probably have better ways of treating heart problems today that you don't need to walk around with a tin of pills that you need to pop just in time before you have a a heart attack. And then I'd open and I'd chew them for you with your jaw, you know, so that they... Bundes has probably done those recreationally. I don't right. even know what they are. But I, I feel like you've either. done them. Ashley yeah. says they're nitro pills and they would oh, make... Oh, nitroglycerin. That's exactly what it is. She said that would make anxiety a hundred times worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I gave him the wrong pills. Yes. I feel like, yeah, a nitroglycerin for heart attack. Here we go. It is used to treat angina symptoms such as chest pain and pressure. Yeah, you always see those people and they're like, oh, oh my chest, give me my pills. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if people still take those or if they've moved on from that. I have no idea. Uh, What's the name of the remedy again? I'm getting texts about the remedy. Oh, Botched? Uh, box. B-A-C-H apostrophe S. B-A-C-H apostrophe S. Check yeah, it out. Rescue remedy. Couples who meet online, are they more likely to go to the distance if they end up getting married? Or does that relationship tend to lend to uh, lead to divorce? Okay, so my sister met her husband online. Yeah. Still together. Okay. How uh, long have they been together for? Ten years? A little longer than that. Okay, so an old, they went, sc- they old school. They were E-Harmony. Oh, E-Harmony, going way back. Yeah, my uh, buddy Don and Amy. Yep. She was they, a med student. She's they a met doctor. Online? They met on. I didn't uh, know that. They met online. Yeah, That's still sweet. together. So um, online dating, by the way, is the most common way married couples meet right now. All like, the divorces in my world, mm-hmm. in my circles, mm-hmm. none of those people met online. Interesting. So, Bonus divorces in your world? Uh, none that I know of yet. One potentially in. Oh, they're coming. What? They're coming. coming. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're coming. <laughs> That one was not an online relationship. Okay, okay. So, from our, I, hey, and speaking to a divorcee right now, me. That's right. I met my ex at a bar. Old-fashioned way? Hell yes. Mora knows a little something about the big D. The big, Let me tell you. I know a few things about the big D. Oh, I do. Yeah. Okay. So here we go, guys. We're looking at first marriages here of people who met within the last two decades. Relationships that met online, it turns out, will not go that distance as much as relationships that started the old-fashioned way. What? Yeah, you would think. Ah. Well, here it's close, though, guys. 12% of couples who met online got divorced within the first three years, compared to 8% who met in school, 7% who met at work, and only 2% of people who met through friends and family ended up getting divorced within the first three years. So this is all based on the first three years. That gap starts to close if you make it through those first couple of years. 15% of couples who met through friends will split up within a decade, compared to 20% percent of people who met online so the longer you go in that relationship the more that that it doesn't really matter where you met let me tell you something uh bundes okay. of all the people that i know that got divorced in the first three years those people are toxic they are <laughs> Stop drama it. magnets okay. uh-huh. they are yeah, yeah, toxic. Yeah. How long did you last again? 13 months. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that then. <laughs> Does it have such a kidding. stigma? I'm just is there such a stink to my divorce? Huh? Uh, or is there 
What's is there smell? intrigue <laughs> and allure? What is that smell, Bundes? I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. Something smells rotten, though. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> my apologies to anyone else who got divorced in the first three years. This is just uh, us being uh, selfish and ripping on more. I think it says, wow, that person is strong. They know what they want. They've been through a lot. what they want is not you. <laughs> <laughs> You know, couples who met at work are actually the least likely to make it to a decade married. 24% will end up getting divorced. I wonder if that's because you see them at the office, you see them at home. Too much time together. Too much time together. I know somebody who met somebody at work. Her name is... Is Maura Grierson oh. working on the set of Battle of the Blades, oh, yeah. having to meet a guy named Matt. All right, all right. Who became her husband, second husband. <laughs> I can't even keep track now. It's yeah. two, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it turns out we still work together because now we own a bar, family That's right. business. Oh. oh, something smells, Bundes. <laughs> <laughs> smells rotten. <laughs> Whatever, guys. Uh, you know, again, <laughs> my apologies to anybody else who's been divorced and married more than once. This is just us ripping on Mora. I can't I don't divorce actually mean him. Anything by He's it. got it, my name tattooed on his arm now. Oh. We're together forever. You know the divorce rate goes up even higher. <laughs> yeah. When that happens. I'd like to see stats on that. The amount of divorces for people that have the other person's <laughs> name tattooed. on their body versus those who don't. Oh, God. Yeah. Anyways, there you go. I don't know if that clarified anything for you, but... Good luck with your marriage. It's Tucker Amora. If you plan on dating in the next year, you're going to have to learn how to speak a whole new language. Communidating. You know what communidating is? Sounds, you ever heard of that? Sounds like where a group of people are sharing each other. Communidating. Yeah, so, that's double, what I would Double think dates. Too. Double date. Yeah, you yeah. know what it is? It's what? people who are using dating apps, not just for dating, but uh, also just to make friends and connections in your neighborhood. So huh. people, people now it's like a whole thing. You, you get on there, people might be swiping right because they want to hang out with you at the park, not because they want to hang out with you in the bedroom. Oh, that's disappointing. Eh? Yeah, You're that's going a in huge... with high hopes. <laughs> what yeah. you just want to hang at the park? <laughs> it's it's basically like another version of being in the friend zone. You know, you get friend zoned almost immediately because it's communicating. Right. Okay. Okay. If you're dating in the next year, don't be surprised if the term deja vuing comes up. That means somebody creeping back into your life who you dated before? No, but that's a good guess. Deja vuing is doing the same thing with a new partner that you did with your uh, ex. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, worked the first time for a while. Might uh, as well do it again. Same line, same pickup line. Don't you same... remember? We used to work with the guy Bundes, yeah. and he had this sweatshirt <laughs> that he would give to his girlfriend at the time. It was the same sweatshirt, <laughs> yeah. and he always seemed to get it back after a breakup. Yeah. And then he'd start a new relationship, and, and it was this moment where he'd give her the sweatshirt yes. back. It became like the sweatshirt. It was oh a trophy God. almost. <laughs> Almost like a school jacket from a sports team. You know, you're going steady with someone. You give them your jacket to wear, and then at the breakup, you give it back. I guess I kind of deja vu before. I used to take uh, girls to the same place every single time on the first date. Because it always went over well? It always went over well. That's deja vu Yeah, Yeah, you're a deja vu artist. Where was the place, out of curiosity? People are dying to know, I'm sure. 
I loved to go to Seven West in downtown Toronto. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. they have this special cheesecake there, this Dolce de Leche cheesecake that is specifically made for them. Uh-huh. And I used to have this whole bit about like ordering it and it it tasting a certain way that makes you feel a certain way. And what you had a full spiel. I had a whole shtick. Oh, there. Oh, cheesecake. Oh, I, I would have loved if you showed up one day and they were like, "I'm sorry, Mr. Bundus, we're out of the cheesecake. Uh-huh. Can we offer you a fruit flan instead?" <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, here how, comes how, the douchebag. You want get get the cheesecake ready? Okay. <laughs> How's this cheesecake gonna make make me feel, Bundus? <laughs> it tastes like sex in your mouth, Tucker. Sex in my mouth. Oh boy, I'm in. <laughs> I think I'm out. I don't really know if I want it in my mouth. That's true. That's true. That does actually sound kind of gross. I know you're saying, though, that, you know, you want a low-lit, sexy place, and and the atmosphere is so important on a date, right? Mm, Totally. Is that place still around? Still around, as far as I know. What's it, Seven West? Seven Mm -hmm. West. Gonna have to bring Deb there. It's a great little date spot, telling you. Deb, let me tell you about the cheesecake (laughs) we're about to order. Tastes like sex in your mouth. <laughs> I'm just gonna be like, oh, what? Are you trying to kill the vibe here? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> okay, so Bundes is a big fan of deja vu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to start dating again? You need a dictionary to keep track of all the new terms and trends. Deja vuing was something that came up. This is doing the same thing with a new partner that you did with your ex, Bundes. Did the Friday Night Lady Friend get the same experience over with the cheesecake and the uh, restaurant? No, because that relationship kind of started a little different. Okay, it wasn't like a formal date. It wasn't date. a date. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Kinda, we were in like a friends group setting and uh, it, it kind of blossomed that way. But it was generally the girls that like I'd meet at a bar, get a number, and then it's like the first time we go out together, that's the spot. You take them for cheesecake. Take them for the cheesecake. Gotcha. I used to do some deja vuing too because I like to show up at a date 10 to 15 minutes late and do the walk-in. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like was my ritual deja vuing. No matter where it was, I would do a, you know, delayed entrance so that it was an epic entrance when I would walk through the door, right? Did you ever show up and your date was late too and then you had to go out again and then like <laughs> spy on them walking in so you could do your entrance move? No, no, never. You never worked that hard? Never worked that hard. Uh, John, you got a deja vuing move or uh, something you did every time? Well, well, back when I was a poor undergrad student, I was going on dates. I was uh, always went to Williams Cafe. I would always sit in the same booth, too, so I'm pretty sure everybody at Williams Cafe would like, no, I would have the rotation of people going on at the, at the <laughs> Cafe. Oh, he's back yeah, again. Yeah, there he is. Yeah. Same guy, so new date. You can't get to know anybody really, like, if you get get the same vibe over, over Tinder or whatnot, so it's like, immediately send them, like, let's go out, let's just, let's just grab a coffee or let's just do something, let's go, for, go to Williams, go on a walk or something like that. And, uh, yeah, so I think I had, like, oh, easily two dozen people go to that cafe with me. <laughs> two dozen? Yeah, I don't know. You just, like, have to rotate through some people before you find the right one, right? Totally. So, mm. Yeah, so that, that was my, like, little deja vuing spot where I'm pretty sure a lot of people would see me there was just a new person every time. Yeah, all right. Well, there you go. You were a coffee shop guy. Had all the uh, angles worked out from the seat? You had your favorite spot? Yeah, basically. Yeah, I would have my, my favorite spot in the cafe that I would always go to. So. 
And would you always recommend the same thing? Oh, you got to try the pumpkin scone. It's uh, <laughs> delish. Oh, of course. Yeah. I should pull the bonus on that one. <laughs> oh boy. Hey, thanks a lot, man. Thank you. I have never heard of this one, but this is a really good example of deja vuing. Brendan texted us. He says, bookstore date. Every aisle and genre is a new talking point. You get to know the things they like and they dislike, and then you buy them a book at the end of the night. That's kind of clever, man. That's sexy. Buying the book, though, is sort of weird, though, isn't it? To be like, hey, now you get to pick one. <laughs> you know, that's like something I do with my kid. You know, you go look at something and be like, all right, at the end of this, you get to pick one for yourself. Yeah, and which aisle do you take them down? Yeah. It's the sex ed aisle? No, the Greek mythology aisle. Right, Bondes? <laughs> That's it, right? And then you're just like, oh, I read that one. I read that oh, one. Oh, yeah, and... you're showing off now. <laughs> <laughs> there's also, cool thing about like a bookstore or like a library is there's lots of great hiding spots for you to have a quick little make Totally. Yeah. And many of them have a cafe like incorporated in so you could like have a little make out, go yeah. grab a coffee. Mm. Not a bad idea. Yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah, We've been talking about new dating trends. We've been talking about uh, terms that you need to know, like deja vuing, which is doing the same thing with a new partner that you did with your ex. It works, right? Dylan says every time he goes out on a date, he brings his dog and he suggests a hike with the dog, and it works every time. The dog, you sly dog, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I tell you, I got a dog now. I could see how that would work oh. very well oh. every time. <laughs> They're cute. You're showing signs that you're ready to settle, settle down. down. I'll be home because I got to be home for the dog. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Good one. Uh, Heidi, tell us about your uh, deja vuing move. As a single older woman, I, I uh, tend to go to the same place and, and the same place. Swiss is- Chalet, 5 p.m. <laughs> I'll have the quarter chicken oh. dinner, extra oh, skipping sauce. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Yeah, no, I do uh, Tracy's Place because I sing, right? And I'm like, well, this is my one hobby that I'm really great at. And I'm like, and it kind of shows me off a little bit because I get on the stage and I just, you know, take over. Wait a second. (laughs) Heidi, you go out on a date. You go to a place Uh that has a stage specifically because you know you can get up and sing for the person? Damn straight. Okay, yep. and do you have a go-to song? Like, oh, if I get a chance to sing for this person, it's going to be blah, blah, blah. Um, well, I mean, I, I could sing anything. So, I mean, uh, I mean Adele, I always like singing Adele. I like singing, you know, um, some Gladys Knight. If I was your woman, you know, and you were my man, then we wouldn't have to worry about this. You know, that's a great song. And if so. you get a chance to sing, you think it's a home run situation. They're, uh, they're in at that point. Well, let's just put it this way. The the five people that I've brought over the last two or three years, they have all ended up, I've all ended up dating them for at least six months. Wow. So, so you haven't ever, work. like, got off the stage and the date is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Heidi, thank you. All right, guys. You guys are awesome as always. Heidi breaks out the Adele. Bonnie, couldn't you see Maura doing that? Like, no. Yeah, totally good. No, no, no. no. <laughs> okay. You know what the problem oh, wait is? Wait a second. Do you want me to come up there? No, no, no. no. Do that. All right, She's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I really can't, guys. I really can't. Okay, sure. Do you guys know a little song called The Very Thought of You? Can you do that in G? All right, let's do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
Oh my god, that'd be too funny. I feel like it sends the wrong message though, because if I'm the the person that's on the date and I'm watching this go down, I'm thinking, oh my god. I'm going to be dealing with this around the house. Every time I got a campfire, this person's going to be singing. At Christmas, yeah. we're going to have to put on a musical, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a lot. So you're worried about the tone it sends. Yeah, it sends, watch me perform. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember having a date come back to my place and throwing on a like a video of me singing because he was in the business and I wanted to see what he thought. Oh, I looked right? over at him <laughs> He had passed out. <laughs> he had fallen asleep. He comes over. He's in the position like, I want you to see something. And you're you're like staring at the screen, just enjoying looking at you. He had and he's asleep. He had fallen asleep. <laughs> That's not a good sign. Okay. He so, thought he was coming back to my place to hook up, probably. Yeah. I'm like, oh. And then you're like... <laughs> Oh, I got some video work I'd like to show you. <laughs> now, so you yeah. had a video of you singing? Mm-hmm. What were you singing in the video? Uh, some jazz. I'm singing some jazz. <laughs> you know what's funny is that you're like, no, I'd never do that. And yeah. then meanwhile, you've yeah. totally tried it. It to- just backfired t- on you. I totally did it. You just yeah. didn't do it live. You, you did a, a recording of you, which is <laughs> Big worse. Big mistake. Big mistake. <laughs> A couple in California have been through the craziest fertility clinic mix-up I have ever heard of. I know that there's a lot of stress when you're going through that anyways, and then you add this on top of it. Wow. What's the only mix-up that could happen when you're at an IVF clinic? I mean, they put the wrong one in, right? Okay. So they give birth to a healthy baby girl. Okay. Baby comes out, though. Dad always felt like the baby didn't really look like him. Or his wife. Yeah. Child had a darker complexion, noticeably darker hair. And he thought, you know, he says he had some sort of a gut reaction when he saw his newborn. It wasn't anything logical. It was like instinct, he says. But they kind of, you know, whatever, roll with. Then they get suspicious when the fertility clinic calls and asks for a photograph of the baby. <laughs> Is They're that like, not normal? Wait a second here. <laughs> yeah. So they ordered a DNA test just to put like suspicions to rest. Turns out, not their baby. Oh my God. Wrong yeah. embryo. Turns out to be kind of an unwilling surrogate to another family's baby, if you could believe it. Yeah. So what happened to their... Em- well, here's a question. Yes. Okay, before you go any further with that, mm-hmm. could they keep the baby if they want to? Do you know? Like, well, I if mean, it, They're like, well, I carried it and I went this far. This is months in, like, right? The bonding process yeah. is, is... And, you know, that process begins when you're pregnant, too. Like... <gasps> Yeah, I mean, I'm sure their first instinct was not to give up the baby. Yeah. So they get to the bottom of it. Turns out another couple carried their embryo to term and had a healthy baby. They actually gave birth a week apart. Oh, so they both they carried the same clinic and they got the wrong uh, wrong embryo. Embryos. It's almost like it was. they were probably scheduled to be in the same week and somebody grabbed the wrong tube. I don't know how it works. I wonder, okay, so what happens next? So the couple, both couples, distra- decide to 
um, meet almost on a daily basis, right? They're hanging out with each other because that's their biological kid and vice versa. Yeah. And then eventually at four months, okay, so both kids are about four months now, they decide to switch children. I mean, is this not insane? And that's you th- insane. You think about that bonding process. I mean, both of the parents are like, we missed everything with our biological child. You missed that infancy phase, you know, that really precious bonding time. Because now four months, you got a baby, full baby. Yeah. Full baby. So both of them are in the process of suing the fertility clinic right now. Yeah, that's but, a tough one. You know, people screw up at work all the time. We've done shows where we've talked about people who, you know, tell us how you screwed up at work. I mean, we had a bad one the other day. We we'll, certainly won't we'll get into it, but had a really bad one. <laughs> like one, you know, something slipped by us. Something slipped by us. Yeah, and, and you work at a fertility clinic. I guess when you screw up there, the consequences are a little bigger. Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess the the move is that you just stay ultra close with that uh, family, or do you not? I think what was really cool is that the families hung out together and spent like every day together and came to the decision together because that would have been extra stressful if one family was not on board, right? Yeah. They, uh, you know, they were both the victims here, so they did that together. I cannot imagine the stress and the sadness too. That you miss that precious time. But luckily, I'm sure both families were lovely with their newborn. So hopefully... hopefully the, the, Man, no biggie. Uh, no biggie. Well, it's a biggie. It's a biggie, but <laughs> hopefully for the kids, it's no biggie. If hopefully like. for the kids, it's no biggie. We were talking about that IVF story in the States where two couples ended up with the wrong embryo. Mm-hmm. That switched. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they had their babies. They realized that there was a mistake. And then they decided they would swap babies back and have the baby that was genetically theirs. Yeah, at four months, if you can imagine. Yeah. So all that bonding that happened before, pretty crazy. Kate wanted to weigh in on that. What's your take on it, Kate? Okay, well, I just thought that like it was entirely crazy because I just went through the same process of having an embryo transfer and they ask you your name so many times like the second you sit down they ask you your name confirm who you are Mm -hmm. Um, when you're sitting into the chair or like you know strapped down Mm -hmm. (laughs) they ask you again like the embryologist comes in and says you know can you clarify your name for me what's your date of birth like everything is done so many times just to make sure that doesn't happen. So but is it possible that the mix-up happens before that stage? Before like in, in the mixing stage or whatever, when they when they create the embryo using the two uh, ingredients, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and that say it's a busy day. Gets labeled wrong. It gets labeled wrong. So even though, you know, the embryo has you know, Kate written on it or whatever, mm-hmm. the embryo itself is the one that belongs to somebody else and and it's the, the test tube or whatever it comes in. I don't know. I've never gone through the process, but yeah, like that. I, yeah, I mean, I guess it could happen that way, but I also read that article and it seemed like the clinic and the doctor were under like a malpractice kind of situation. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, they're like, they're pretty bad with this thing. So it wasn't looking so good. Yeah. You know, it, you hear about this happening, or at least you used to hear about it happening once in a while when someone would go into surgery and they'd remove the wrong yes. limb. You know, Ooh. and it got to the point where I think they started, like, people started writing in marker on the arm or the leg or what? Say they had to do an amputation yes. just to make sure that the surgeon amputates the, the right one. 
You know, like there. I guess you know, it, it takes an, it, an example like this for people to implement to better implement practices. Better practices, <laughs> yeah. Oh my that's, god! I mean, you got you put, have to put a lot of trust into your clinic as well. So right. Oh, terrifying. Yeah. Well, uh, best of luck to you. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> my sister went through it twa- well multiple times, but uh, now has two daughters Aww. as a result of uh, all kinds of IVF. But it's not an easy process, and yeah. And uh, best of luck to you. Thanks, Kate. Thanks. Thank you. I think the whole idea of running a marathon is just too stressful for me. Like the the thought that this you're training for half a year <laughs> and you're leading up to this one day where everything just has to click and you have yeah. to be healthy, yes. uninjured in order to do it the way you want to do it. And imagine it's finally marathon day and you have diarrhea. Oh. You have some gastrointestinal issues, maybe because of all the stress mm-hmm. leading up to the big day. Sure. Could be a nightmare, but it could also help you. I was just reading a story that kind of shocked me a little bit. I'm wondering, as somebody who's run a half marathon, Mm -hmm. if you might be able to see the positive in this situation, Maura. Okay. Well, I think that it would want you to, you'd want to get to the finish line faster. I mean, a little speed boost. Right? I got to get done this race so I can go sit on a toilet. Okay. That's an interesting answer. Is Any it? Any other theories? It's the obvious. Any other theories? Um, how else could it help you? Yeah. Uh, Maybe make you lighter? Oh, oh. Because you just have less, like, fluid in you, so you just end up, you have less weight to push around the, the course? Maybe you cut up some corners on the course because you don't want people right behind you seeing what's going on. Oh, I got it. I know. Okay. <laughs> no one's going to want to be around you. That's if right. You start letting yeah. it rip. <laughs> if it's like coming down your leg, they're going to be like, oh, oh my God, they're going to oh, stop. Yeah. Okay. And then all of a sudden you're ahead in the, the race. competition is going to slow down yeah. is what you're Give saying. Give you some space. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of those theories is right. Really? Yeah, I was just reading about a woman uh, who's gone viral uh, by telling her story of how a bout of diarrhea helped her run her fastest marathon. (laughs) She just had to get to the finish line. She kept sprinting to the next porta potty. And they're, I guess, set up throughout the course Mm -hmm. in case you need to do a pit stop. She had to make nine stops in the first 16 miles alone, which is like, you know, two thirds of the marathon, right? Yeah. What is it? 26 miles, 42 kilometers, something like that? Yes. Anyway, she ended up with her best time because she ran so <laughs> fast in between those nine different porter potty setups. Between her pit stops. Yeah. Three hours, 38 minutes, her fastest marathon time. And it was all thanks to not feeling well. That's unbelievable. Yeah. That's a great time. Uh, right? Yeah. Pretty good. Like, I bet you your half marathon time was pretty close <laughs> was to that. was longer than that. Was it longer? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Do you remember yeah. what it was? Yeah. Uh, maybe in the fours. Like, I, uh, yeah. I had tweaked my back two weeks before the race. That's what I'm talking about. Still did about. it anyways. You tweaked so your back. So stupid. You know so why? stupid. You want to know why you tweaked it? Because of the stress leading up to that big day. You just, it's too much pressure. It was a lot. It's a lot of wear and tear on your body. Well, is, was, isn't the legend behind the marathon, like after the Battle of Marathon in Greece, when they beat the Persians, they sent a soldier to run back to Athens from the beaches of Marathon, and the run was 42 kilometers. And when, when he got there and delivered the news, he fell dead right there. <laughs> and then hence why a marathon is the length that it is now. 
Of course we knew that. Yeah. Of course that's what Hello? it is. You think we're a bunch of idiots? We knew we that. Think, you think we didn't know that, <laughs> Professor Bundes? <laughs> I'm stripping you of your title. <laughs> That was lame. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I had never uh, yeah, heard that before. Never heard that before. He schooled That's ridiculous. me. He schooled me. Is that really what it is? Uh, That's what the legend is. I don't yeah. know if it's actually true. Uh, but never knew that. I wouldn't no be surprised idea. if the person dropped dead. And then all of a sudden we're signing up and to now, do it. Now let's all do the same thing. It killed a man. Oh, I can do that. That guy must have been soft. <laughs> These are the wild sex acts that are way more popular than you think. Are people really doing this stuff? Yes, they are. How do we know? Experts are saying, okay. hello. Hello. There's clubs for this sort of thing. And people go. There's members. People have these kind of parties. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're talking about me, right? Yeah, I'm talking I know about you. you are. You have these kind of parties. You get over here. Okay, are you ready for the first one? Oh, yeah. The first one is called Pony Play. Pony Play? Is this where you dress up like a My Pony? You pretend to be a pony. One person's a pony, one person is the trainer. Oh, and this pony has been a bad boy. You're going to need that little whip, you know. That's right. Get pony me going. Play. Oh, am I not uh, moving quick enough for you? Why don't you spank my butt and I'll get this pony ride going. Get oh. into a full gallop, please. Yeah, people do it. Pony play includes being fed carrots. <laughs> Where, uh, no, I don't think that's code. Uh, wearing a saddle, wearing a tail that's attached via a plug. I'm so glad that's not my thing. That'd be such an awkward thing to bring up. You got the blinders on, a yeah. metal mouthpiece. Because it generally combines elements of BDSM, you tend to find pony play devotees at BDSM clubs and gatherings. Gotcha, and so. I used to watch a show on Showcase that was called Pony Play, and I saw the whole... Like, they really are acting like a real pony, doing the whole thing and everything. <laughs> it's crazy! <laughs> People love it! Yeah, yeah, Okay, you yeah. ready for the next one? Yeah, bring it. Okay, I don't, I don't know if you guys have heard of this, but hanging weights on your low-hanging fruit. Oh, yeah, that's not my thing. No, not mine either. Yeah. Testicle stretching. I've seen, I mean, I've seen pictures. Like, usually it's someone sends it to you as a joke. <laughs> you know? Almost like a meme. Apparently, uh, people find it arousing, more intense orgasm, and they also claim it keeps your erection going for longer. I don't even like when someone sticks their nails in my back. I mean, I know... Right. It's supposed to be a compliment, but that I don't like things that hurt. You don't like things I that like cause pain. That, yeah, 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 yeah. Also more popular than you think is people wearing diapers, adult, oh, yeah. adult breastfeeding. Oh, yeah. And the golden shower. Whoa. <laughs> there has been a spike in popularity after the U.S. election? I, I'm trying to understand okay, what... Okay, so that was Trump. Uh, Trump allegedly had a golden shower party with some prostitutes in Russia oh, while please. visiting there. And apparently, if you believe the rumors, uh, Putin and his team have video of it. Really? Some, some people thought that's why he was so, like, you know, 
not willing to denounce Vladimir Putin because he he's got this video. It's probably more likely to do with like the money he owes Russia, the loans he was given. But yeah, some that's a theory that's out there. So after that story came yeah. out, Pornhub says people were searching for golden showers big time. Like it spiked over two hundred percent. Oh, also glad that's not my thing. <laughs> yeah, right. How do you, I mean, I guess. I mean, I, I think like if you were going to do that and it was in a shower, maybe in it wouldn't shower. be so bad. Yeah, what a cleanup afterwards. Have you ever done that as a joke, Bundes? <laughs> no, no, it's no. not <laughs> funny. You're taking a shower with someone, and all of a sudden you're like, "Hey, look!" Ah. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. That's that's a red flag, right my there. My buddies, for me. Uh, some of my friends, like when we used to go to the gym to work out in high school, that oh. would be something someone would do as a joke. <laughs> Start peeing on someone when they were soaping their face in air. <laughs> that is not. Cool. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it not was funny. pretty funny. It was pretty funny. I don't know if it was. I'm surprised Bundes and his buddies haven't tried that one <laughs> as a joke. <laughs> no, no humor gonna in that. Someone's going to get knocked out. Yes, yeah, someone's yeah. going to get punched in the face for sure. <laughs> it's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy 95.3.